Have you ever wondered more about the mystery of Jabba the Hutt? Why does he do what he does? Why is he the way he is? Well, this cancelled Star Wars project might have had the answers. And what does Sabine's force powers mean for Star Wars? Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. There are so many cancelled Star Wars projects now. It's just it, sad. It, it feels like everyone at some point has gotten involved with and then stepped away from Star Wars mm -hmm. at one point or the other. Stepped away from or got pushed away from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forcefully, sometimes by their own volition, sometimes by the volition of Lucasfilm. Yeah. And we have another one of those, and it comes in at a very interesting time. We finally have the writer's strike over. We're still waiting on the Screen Actors Guild and all of that fun stuff to get passed through. There's some more likelihood of that happening soon. And there's just a variety of weirdness going on in the Star Wars universe. We have Ahsoka, which is ending like a TV series rather than like a movie, where it is setting up something to continue the story after it launches and some people are annoyed by that some people are quite enthused by it i would say i'm quite happy with it i mm -hmm. think it's time for us to not only have star wars shows that begin and then end within the same run i think it's time for us to set things up but i think the fear and the annoyance is around a topic that we've talked about a lot and it's this idea of lucasfilm not very often continuing something. Oftentimes, like this movie that we're going to be talking about, they just decide not to. Or if you look at Solo, they set up something incredible with Solo and the whole uh, Darth Maul reveal and everything mm -hmm. like that. But, alas, they did not do anything with mm, it. No. Yeah, a lot of these things just end, um, even though they're all set up to continue. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, I can understand why people are quite nervous with the yeah. ending of Ahsoka. Who knows? Are they, gonna not, knows? are they never going to do Ahsoka season two? Oh. I would imagine that we're, we're probably in a good space yeah. to... As space, long as no, Filoni's involved. Yeah, as long as <laughs> Filoni's involved, we're probably in a good space to expect another season. Yes. Or movie has been theorized, or maybe it picks up with mando season four there's a variety of theories here but what about this star wars project that has been canceled well we got uh news from the hollywood reporter that guillermo del toro has confirmed that he was working on a now scrapped star wars movie about jabba the hutt oh that would have been so freaking good so if you if you don't know guillermo del toro he did the labyrinth as well as the stop motion animation um Pinocchio and a variety of other projects. He's he's like a filmmaker's filmmaker. Mm. He's more impassioned around the art of filmmaking than he is anything else. Like he just really loves telling interesting stories using the medium of film and the variety of mediums of film because he does stop motion. He does live action. He does a variety of things. He writes. He does comic books. He just loves telling stories. And he likes getting into more of the, the weird and wacky side of things. Yeah. And the weird and wacky is what you would need for a Jabba the Hutt yes. story. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you'd be dealing with Jabba the Hutt's family, I'm sure. Uh -huh. So there'd be multiple of these slug-like creatures on the screen. Possibly even what? his planet. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if his planet's canon anymore. But mm -hmm. in Legends, it was this basically like, what if this, the 
underground of Coruscant covered an entire planet. That's mm. where the huts are from. Yeah. Oh man. I just imagine the puppetry going into this mm-hmm. thing. Because he the, does love puppets. Oh, he loves himself some good puppets. And, and he practical does them effects. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even be there for the story necessarily. The story would be <laughs> awesome because I feel like it. Yeah. Cool. Crime Lord. Heck yeah. But just the effects. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, what is it? A feast for the eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this all would have been alongside David S. Goyer, who has done a ton of things. He has a writing credit on The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. as well as Batman Begins, I believe. He has worked on the Blade trilogy, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's done a lot of Whoa. stuff in the Hollywood realm, filmmaking realm. And this is what both of them had to say around the project. This is reporting over a number of years, but we just recently had more confirmation on exactly what it would have been. David Escoyer says there was just a lot of stuff behind the scenes going on at Lucasfilm at the time, but it's a cool script. And then Del Toro tweeted, true, can't say much, maybe two letters, J and BB. Is that three letters? And then more recently, more confirmation during a recent interview with uh, Clyder. Quote, we had the rise and fall of Jabba the Hutt, so I was super happy. We were doing a lot of stuff, and then it's not my property, it's not my money, and then it's one of those 30 screenplays that goes away. Sometimes I'm bitter, sometimes I'm not. I always turn to my team and say, good practice, guys, good practice. We designed a great world. We designed great stuff. We learned. That makes it sound like they were pretty well into mm-hmm. pl- at least planning it out. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm sad about this. Yeah, I didn't know I needed a Java story, but now I need a Java story. <laughs> yes, like why? Why? Especially when it's Guillermo del Toro that's working mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, give me weird and wacky Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. Java. Yes, because I feel like Java has been as a character written off more as a funny haha character of like, mm-hmm. oh, he can't really do anything really. When the whole crime syndicate around the huts is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I wish they would have touched more on in Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. that they just didn't. It's true. The <laughs> the many webs and fingers that Jabba has mm-hmm. in this uh, in this world of Star Wars, like it it expands through the galaxy. Yeah. Heavily. Uh, heavily. And I don't know. I feel like we could have seen so much more of the repercussions mm-hmm. with Boba he Fett. controlled the spice trade yeah. in Tatooine. That's why that's why he is on Tatooine because it's it's a perfect position for spice trade. It's a perfect position for smuggling. And it's a good outpost because it's far away from the galaxy center, but is very close to a hyperspace lane. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's there. The and huts in general were just powerful though. Mm-hmm. I mean across the whole galaxy. They, yeah, they got away with a lot of stuff. <laughs> Java was not the the least of them, that's for sure, mm-hmm. but there were many huts and there was a lot going on. <laughs> yes. There was at one time a hut Jedi in Legends. He ultimately fell to the dark side. Who's <laughs> mm-hmm. surprised? And then there's, I, I, rem- I don't know the story of it, but I remember seeing art from some book or comic around a completely jacked hut. I need to see this. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like a fan fiction. Yes. Um, but could you imagine going back in time to see the rise of Jabba the Hutt and see, and I don't think you tell it from the perspective of Jabba, mm-hmm. you you tell it from the perspective of someone close to Jabba. You see the rise and fall of him throughout maybe this one character's life as he works very closely with Jabba or for Jabba. Mm-hmm. I think that could be very interesting. Yeah. Maybe told from the perspective of a 
bounty hunter or smuggler or mercenary that works very closely at different points of Jabba's life. Mm-hmm. I think that could have been fascinating. That could have been interesting. I could have seen it from like the advisor. Um, Bit Fortuna? Yeah. Like yeah, but he's so hit. sleazy, though. But that's fun. That's why you were here. I don't know, man. And maybe it was the, his predecessor, because this is a fairly wide span of yeah, time that we're he's, talking he's about. Yeah, he's pretty old. Yeah. It would just it would have been interesting. And at least it would have explained him becoming more sleazy, you know? Uh-huh. Like, there would have been that growth of- I, like, I just feel you need a, a stronger character than Bib Fortuna, who can be swayed with a wave of the hands by a Jedi. Yeah, well. That's, that's just my <laughs> opinion. Because his, his rise would have been- It would have preceded the Clone Wars. It would have preceded the prequels, mm-hmm. because we see Jabba on Tatooine at that time, in that time period. So it would be much further back than that. And at that time, it would have been pretty close to, like, the height of the Jedi. Yeah. So it wouldn't have necessarily been Bib then. It could have mm-hmm. been someone totally else. Yeah. That's what I'm saying with, like, the idea around, like, a mercenary or a smuggler mm-hmm. or someone close but not directly tied to him, you know? Mm. Someone who could step aside that you could follow on some other journey and then come back for for Jabba in some form or fashion. If you're going to make it about Jabba, make it about Jabba. Yeah. That's my my take. Could you... I don't know if I could stand a whole movie with (laughs) Jabba the Hutt. Like, who wants to do that? (laughs) That's why I think it would be more interesting to tell it from this third-party perspective. Because you don't want to get into the mind of Jabba. That's just disgusting. (laughs) Um, But someone outside of that, I think, could have been very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's a very interesting time in Star Wars. Mm. We have, like I said in the beginning of the episode, there's a lot of things going on at the same time. We're learning about a lot more of the Star Wars projects that are coming uh, up and then announces canceled, writers changing, directors changing, actors changing, projects scrapped that could have been further along like we think this Guillermo del Toro script would have been. It seems like, yeah, like you said, it seems like it was basically done. Like they were just ready to start shooting. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it was well underway for it to be practice. Uh-huh, yeah. You're not just like, oh, I have a theory or an idea. No, it's like mm-hmm. everyone was getting involved in this. Yeah, and and I would say, too, that Star Wars, Lucasfilm, everyone thinks that they're heavily involved in the projects. But from everything that I've heard... You've, people really close to the source say mostly they're left to create their own things and once it's done they come back and they submit the script like uh, like we talked about uh, Taika Waititi's project it is still happening he has I, I think already submitted another draft of his story hmm. that's how this goes they, they step aside they write drafts and then they send it in for approval and notes and then they go back to the drawing board or they say hey this is a cool script but let's set it in this time frame or this is a cool idea let's let's go into this direction more because it's going to take place and part over here so while I think a lot of people think that Lucasfilm Disney have like such a grasp on everything not necessarily on the projects for movies and maybe that's changing now that we're having such a heavily reliant 
structure around Star Wars movies coming mm-hmm. forward and the TV shows getting a little bit more deprioritized. Maybe that's something that's changing, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And in terms of how Star Wars is changing, though, we have something that we theorized a bunch. I was totally against and you were against, but said it would have happened. Uh-huh. And that is around Sabine being <laughs> force sensitive. Oh, yeah. And my thing was she's not force sensitive until there is a force usage in some way she moved something with her mind and that was her lightsaber and then once it was the lightsaber it became Ezra and then that was kind of like the extent of it and I think she just lost her I don't know her trust confidence yeah Yeah. because she wasn't able she tried to use the force to pick up her helmet and is not very in tune with it so I think there's I I appreciate how Sabine was able to use the, the force to pick up the lightsaber. I thought that was interesting. Where it just checked out for me was when she force pushed Ezra across the gap. I think that was yeah. too much of a stretch. Yeah. I agree with many people saying that they've done a really good job in stepping up the level of like time it took her to get there because yeah. she didn't use the force at all until this moment. It's true. But I think going from... Yes, the whole season she hasn't used the force. And then in the last episode, she used the force of lightsaber. Sweet. That sounds great that she can fine tune her abilities afterwards. And there's the whole line of like, oh, she's been practicing. It's like, no, we've, no, she hasn't. Yeah. We've been with her this whole time. There's never been a gap of time where she could have practiced. Yeah. Uh, or using... if there was, she was pacing and she was not meditating and exactly. focusing. Like it was, yeah, yeah, she was very much agitated the entire time that she was mm-hmm. captive. So if it stopped with the lightsaber, I think that would have been a great arc and would have set up something really nicely for mm-hmm. the future. And then would have let Ahsoka and Sabine build out deeper, more stronger Uh, abilities Mm -hmm. but here we are she does have this more powerful uh fact about her which i don't think is a problem i just think how it came about was a problem it's gonna change a lot with star wars i feel how so we have another force user who is Mm -hmm. training as a jedi we have ahsoka training her after failing or being fearful of failing and we have sabine who still is not as confident in her abilities as she you would have expected probably after mm-hmm. this amount of time. Yeah. And there's a, just a lot of tension in between the master and the apprentice here. But you also have in the real star Wars galaxy, you have Luke Skywalker and Ezra that are walking around and you have Luke Skywalker setting up the Jedi Academy. It's true. And you have the new Republic that is trying to distance itself from the past of basically the empire corruption. And all of these pieces are moving around. And now you have Sabine that's getting thrown in the match, which is another pawn in this bigger chess game that is Star Wars in this time period of we don't want to have a war. We know there is going to be a war and there's people wanting there to be a war. Mm. Sabine is a really interesting piece in this. I think it's going to be a pretty wobbly set in the next I think it's going to be another season oh, of yeah. Ahsoka. I really hope that they play with this idea of Sabine not not necessarily not trusting herself, but being extremely like... Well, she's been told this whole time that she's not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be seeing her wrestle with this like fluctuation of like not good enough and then good enough. Uh-huh. Um, and when she's good enough, she's like, great. But then she's totally off. Like it's on. It's a, it's like leg like switch. When it's on, it's on. But then when it's off, it's totally off. Like it's there's yeah. no coming back. Like there's just like it's gone. 
So it's going to be really interesting if they keep playing with that. Mm. And I kind of hope that they do to maybe make it make more sense. Um, I don't I think they have to make yeah. it. They, they need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be more than what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it needs to be not as subtle. Just bring it out. Just yeah. talk about it. And show the work. Yeah. Show show it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I think we're in a very interesting time period with Star Wars. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of politics that are getting put onto Star Wars whether or not they're there. And one of these is definitely the idea of a female character and a female lead that is powerful or comes into power. Mm-hmm. And while Ezra was able to use the force very rapidly in his training, he mm-hmm. was unwieldy with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that you can boil down... There's some fans that are looking at Sabine's quick growth into the Force as like, oh, she's just... They're super powerful as a ray again. And then there's others that are like, I want a powerful Force wielder in the Force, but I want something more. I don't want it to just be there. I want to see the growth of right. it. Right. You want the reward of actually being there side by side with this character growing. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's so much more interesting than mm-hmm. watching someone who's already good. Yeah. And you can get behind someone who's gone, who you've been in the mud with mm-hmm. all the way up to when they're like a master. Like when she got the lightsaber, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. And also kind of annoying because I really wanted Sabine to be just a Mandalorian. I think it would have been so fascinating to see just a Mandalorian. Someone who can wield a lightsaber, who's getting trained to wield the lightsaber, mm-hmm. and maybe cultivating the force in terms of like not picking up objects and throwing them and like using that side of the mm-hmm. force, but how can she use the force to basically become more tuned to her environment? Mm-hmm. I think that was what I was wanting more of in this. Yeah. It would have been really neat to see even if she was using the force in like a more standard traditional way, but to see her use it in combat yes. rather than just like Balin. Yeah. Rather than just like, Oh, I can move things like, no, why not move yourself? Why not yeah. use yourself in your environment? And Instead like, just taking the hits on your uh, armor. Seriously. <laughs> come on. No, it's Beskar, but like it doesn't need, you shouldn't rely on that to do the work for you. Like, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Why, 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 why? My question is why. Why choose to push and pull things? I mean, I feel like that is like the basics. That's when people are, that's that's the struggle I have with Sabine using the force is Mm -hmm. I think it's the easy way out. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same reason I have, I struggle with Ezra getting a lightsaber again. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on, seriously. He was so awesome just relying on the force. Mm -hmm. And I feel like on the inverse of that, I would have liked to see Sabine rely on herself, but utilizing the force as an enhancement rather than the whole like, oh, I'm a Jedi because I can pull things with my brain. (laughs) Woo! Because I can pass this pair across the table. Yeah. No, we don't need that. Mm -hmm. I think this Mm -hmm. is the perfect opportunity to do something really unique with Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And they were leading us right there to the door. And they're like, psych. She uses the force now. Yeah. Yeah. Considering they already, not necessarily teased, but they kind of started to lead us to believe that she's going to use these this Jedi training and force, I would assume, in a different way. Mm-hmm. I hope that they continue to lead us down that path to have her use it uniquely. Yeah. Um, that maybe this was just a, like... The whole 
reason, the whole story around Sabine and Ahsoka is that Sabine is different from Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. That's why she was failing so much mm-hmm. in the what we theorize happened when they first tried training her, and it was indicative when they were they were in the ship getting attacked by yeah. Balin and Morgan Elizabeth and the crew, and. They weren't doing well mm-hmm. until Ahsoka let Sabine lead the way, knowing her strengths as a fighter, as a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Weapons are part of her religion. Yeah. And that just kind of took a backseat in the last episode, I feel. Yep. It was more of like, oh, this is what Ahsoka wants me to do mm-hmm. versus this is what I feel like I should be doing. Yeah. I definitely think that they kind of glossed over the that relationship. I think it was because because they're just they're back together again and oh my gosh you lived yay there's like this happy sweet like oh we're just we're such so buddy buddy i really hope that they get back to as soon as season heads two comes and, out yeah. i want them to be like no i yep. hate you yeah i'm leaving yeah there's nowhere to go you're on this planet with yeah <laughs> kind of thing yeah um no i i think I will say and appreciate this one moment that I think they did a good job of understanding the strengths and weaknesses of Sabine. And it was during the fight where Ahsoka's like, no, use your blasters. Mm-hmm. When they're fighting the zombies and she was like, don't don't try to be something you're not. Use your blasters. This is what you need to do. This is the moment that we need right here. Yeah. I thought that was good. I think that was a... I hope to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's going to be... There's got to be more character development for Sabine because, I mean, mm-hmm. she's already gone through a lot, but there's still so much more that I think yeah. we're going to see from her. Uh-huh. Um, I really hope to see her artistic side come back. Yes. Because we just haven't seen any of uh-huh. that. Like, where is this rebellious, like, uh, teenage artist? I need mm-hmm. more of that. I need yeah. to see that in how well, she What does it look like force. when you're uh, a teenage rebellious artist? How do you do that now? Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I would love to see that like growth yeah. of like, what does it look like to be a this kind of artist now? Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's a good point. And how how has she matured from that? Because mm-hmm. obviously she's not the teenager that she was exactly. in some time. Um, but what is it now? Like, where is she? In the, she, Once an artist, always an artist. Yeah. Spoken from experience. So... <laughs> I need to see, I want to see more of that. And I think that they can have a creative way to show it through what she's learning with Ahsoka. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe she like carves a, 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 I don't know, a bust out of like the mountains with a lightsaber or something. Who knows? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I totally agree on that. I Mm -hmm. think seeing more of Sabine embrace what makes Sabine unique, Mm -hmm. I think we need to see more of. Mm -hmm. And I think they need to do it because I I can so easily see them failing at that because it's super easy to put that across in an animated kids show. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder to put it across from an adult artist and make that seem legitimate Mm -hmm. so i think that's a fun challenge that i hope that they embrace because that is a huge part of what makes sabine so fascinating as a character yeah was it look like from someone who is a part of this huge tradition that is taking that tradition and spinning it on its head a little bit painting her armor Mm -hmm. doing these things that some in her family and past would see as sacrilege or just not the norm Mm -hmm. um i really hope that they play with this message because I think it's something that is it's coming more into a th- as a thing like to be yourself sort of thing it's always been a message but like 
I think it can be really said well with Sabine yes. about like how she can make it her own and just be something completely unique because that's always been Sabine. Sabine's always yeah. been kind of a black sheep, and I I think it I think it needs to show out some more. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But let us know your thoughts on the whole Guillermo del Toro, Jabba the Hutt movie, as well as your thoughts on Sabine being a force wielder. Let us know in the comments below or contact at uplinkpodcast.com. As always, you can listen to the podcast wherever you find podcasts. Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the places you can check us out there. You can check out the video version of the podcast as well as all kinds of videos that we release on episodes come out Tuesdays, videos come out Thursdays and Saturdays. So make sure you check those out. As always, thanks for listening and may the force be with you.